Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the DDP. I'm Paul, and it's the 27th day of January. It's the final Saturday of the month. I want to tell you about the sermon you can look for tomorrow all across the Paul White Ministries platforms. That includes paulwhiteministries.com. That's our website. We have a Facebook page. We have a YouTube channel titled PWM. And of course, we are audio version wherever you get your podcasts. So wherever you're listening to the DDP, you can listen to a full-length drop tomorrow called Forgiveness of Sins. Simple title. We're working our way. We're in the last few lines of the Apostles' Creed. One of those lines is, I believe in the Holy Spirit and then the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. And you can probably tell where it's going next, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. We'll combine those next week. Uh, That's the sermon we're actually going to preach tomorrow at the Garden Church of the Midlands in Irmo, South Carolina. That's where all of these sermons have been coming from in regard to the creed. So tomorrow, the message you can expect is forgiveness of sins, a sermon that deals with its topic, but there's a lot of ways to deal with that topic. What I chose to do is to look at forgiveness of sins as something we believe and receive. And we the sermon can go, could go, uh, down the direction of why we need it and what God did to affect it. But at the end of the day, I really want you to understand what we are and what we believe about forgiveness of sins as children of God varies in regards to why and how. There's a lot of theology on all of those things. But at the end of the day, we believe that God provides forgiveness of sins and that what we do is receive it and walk in it. So this message is about receiving forgiveness of sins and about giving forgiveness of sins, living in the fullness of a life that knows that our sins are forgiven, and what would that do if we really believed that? Well, I believe it, and I hope I'm living it out, and that's the attempt of this message. We use a lot of scripture because the New Testament is full of this idea of forgiveness of sins, both the Gospels and the Epistles are full of the idea of forgiveness of sins. And so we look at several verses. It's not a, we're not trying to uh, write a commentary or an audio commentary in this message, but you need some support scripture. So we talk about a lot of things. I think this is one you're going to want to watch or listen to and maybe bookmark because it's one that will, might help you in the future in regards to forgiveness of sins. Um, I, I, I think that... It's a topic that we've all heard and we all know, but when you sit and begin to break it down and talk about what it means to you, maybe there's varied responses and that's beautiful. So I hope you look for it and enjoy it. Uh, audio available right here, or if you like video, you can get that at our website or at our YouTube page, PWM. Forgiveness of sins. Okay, Luke chapter 8. We are in the middle of, almost the very center of, the story of Jesus going to the Gadarenes. I can tell, looking at the calendar, we're looking at three days, today, tomorrow, and the next day, in regards to regular podcast, and then comes the essay on the 31st. So my goal is to move you beyond the story of the the Jesus going to the Gadarenes and into the next set of stories as we head towards the essay, and I'm going to do a a look back into last year's essay at this same spot, 
and see where we were because I have a sneaking feeling we were in the same spot. So I'm not exactly sure. But same spot, I mean same story, just Mark's version. So I haven't done that yet, but I, I think that's where it's heading. And so I don't know how I'm going to handle that, but that's okay. Uh, verse 30, Jesus asks the young man, the, the, who, a man we call the Gadarene demoniac. It's unfortunate we don't have a better name for him because he's no longer a Gadarene demoniac. He's now in our timeline, a restored young man with a mission. But at this point in the story, Jesus says, what's your name? And he said, legion, because many demons had entered him. Well, a legion is a Roman uh, a Roman reference, a Roman numerical reference. It's actually a Roman military reference, and it it is 6,000 troops. I don't want to belabor this, but I said this to you when we went through this in Mark. I said this in our sermon called Jesus Comes with Gadarenes, that the Romans had a, a legion stationed there whose standard was the boar or the pig. And so there's a very good chance that what is happening in this story is multi-layered, that this is not simply a statement about a young man with demons, but about empire in general and its uh, ability to possess ideologically and how that leads to the abyss. It will run you over the cliff. There is no life in the ideologies of this world. And so, and I think that's worth a pursuit, but we leave that for those other lessons we've done and those other sermons that we've done. It is important, I think, to see the fact that Jesus asked for his name. And we could very well say, well, Jesus doesn't know his name because he hasn't met him. And I, I would agree that Jesus has to function as a man. He doesn't just walk around with the knowledge that he would have if he were, if he were only divine. There is, there has to be a limit to his knowledge. Otherwise, why listen to the Father at all? But this also seems to be a throwback to the way the Old Testament speaks, in which God would say, what is your name? He says it to Jacob after they wrestle all night long. What is your name? And so there's different kinds of wrestlings. But at the end of the day, the wrestling, as far as I can see, starts and stops with us understanding who we are. Jacob has to answer the question, when he's asked what his name is, so that his name can be changed. This young man has to answer the question so that he can identify what's going on inside of him. And 31, and they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. And this is, of course, the the spirits that possess this young man don't want to be cast, what some refer to as the outer darkness, into a place where they can no longer do him harm. Now, a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain, so they begged him that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. Now, we also have evidence that the Gadarenes was a place that that offered up animal sacrifice to pagan gods, and that their, one of their sacrificial animals was the swine. And if that be the case, and you couple that with the fact that the Roman legion that was in the area bore the image of the boar, the B-O-A-R, the swine, then you have Jesus doing a lot of things here. He's delivering a young man, he's sending a message to empire, and he's also destroying the idolatrous uh, economy of the land of the Gadarenes, all while setting a young man free. Those are things to dwell on because when Jesus comes in 
and delivers us. He does a lot of things, and he doesn't he doesn't limit himself to but one. But he has multi layers, multicolored grace for multicolored temptations. We're going to see how the townspeople respond to this on tomorrow's podcast. God bless. <laughs>